Chapter Seven of Three People by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven: Two Teas. Evil days had fallen upon Toad. He stood before the window with an unmistakable frown on his face. The demon ambition had taken possession of him and metamorphosed him so that he didn't know himself. The Hastings's carriage passed in its elegant beauty and as Toad gazed, his frown deepened. Not that he wanted to be seated among the velvet cushions with Mrs. Hastings and Miss Dora. Oh no, he still belonged to that other sphere. But he did long, with a burning, absorbing passion, to be seated on the box, not with the driver, but alone, himself the driver above all others oh to be able to grasp those reins to guide and direct those two proud stepping horses to wind in and out of the crowded street to drive where no other dared to go to extricate the wheels very skilfully from among the bewildering confusion to be a prince among drivers he could do it he knew he could if only he had the chance but how was that to be had poked up here carrying plates and cups and cleaning knives wouldn't help him to that longed-for place toad said and drummed crossly on the window-pane already he was changed in the short space of six weeks the clothes clean and whole the clean warm bed the plentiful supply of food had become everyday affairs to him and were now just nothing at all in comparison with those prancing horses and his desire to get dominion over them sad results had come of this new desire all his list of duties had dropped suddenly into entire insignificance and he had taken to leaving black stains on the knives and rivers of water on the plates and being just exactly as long as he chose to be in doing anything mr roberts was getting out of sorts with him and things were looking very much as though he would soon be discharged and permitted to gaze after the black horses with no troublesome interruptions such as came to him at this present moment bother the coffee and the old fellow who wants it i hope it will be hot enough to scald him i'll drink it half up on the way in anyhow muttered toad as he turned slowly and reluctantly from the window whence he could see jonas just getting into a delightful snarl among the wheels jonas was mr hastings's coachman three gentlemen were waiting for coffee and oysters two friends talking and laughing while they ate one sitting apart from the others eating with haste and with a preoccupied air toad having served them fell into his accustomed habit of hovering near ready for service and making use of his ears curious yet respectful glances were cast now and again at the preoccupied stranger and when he paid his bill and departed in haste the two broke into a conversation concerning him richest man in the city remarked one of them swallowing an immense oyster made it all in ten years too came here a youngster twenty-five years ago had exactly twenty-five cents in the world how did he make his money queried his friend whereat toad drew near and listened more sharply he was immensely interested he was certainly a youngster and twenty-five cents was the exact amount of money he possessed 
i heard a man ask him just that question once and he answered book fashion he's a precise sort of a fellow and it makes me think of ben franklin or some of those fellows who ate and drank and slept by rule well sir he said drawing himself up in a proud way that he has well sir the method is very simple i made it a point to live up to three maxims do everything exactly in its time do everything as well as possible learn everything i possibly can about everything that can be learned the two laughed immensely over these directions then swallowed their last drops of coffee and departed leaving toad in an ecstasy of glee he had learned how to secure the management of those horses they were not beyond his reach after all if so great things were attainable merely from the following out of those simple rules why then the position of coachman was attainable to him easy enough thing to do he said as he freshened the tables for newcomers it's just going straight ahead pitching into what you've got to do and doing it first rate and finding out about everything under the sun as fast as you can i can do all that and having reduced the synopsis of all success to language that best suited his style toad straightened the cloths and brought fresh napkins and gave an extra touch to the glittering silver and managed to throw so much practice from his newly acquired stock in trade into his movements that mr roberts passing through the room said within himself that queer scamp is improving again i believe i'll hold on to him a while longer so sunshine came back to toad not that he gave up the horses not he it was not his way to give up but he had bright visions in the dim distant future of himself seated grandly on a stylish coach-box and he whistled for joy and pushed ahead the very next afternoon toad was sent on an errand to the hastings mansion it wasn't often he got out in the daytime so he made the most of his walk and the voice was fresh and cheery which floated up to pliny hastings as he tossed wearily among the pillows in his mother's room is that toad yes it is i hear his voice dora ring the bell i want to have him come up here my son began mrs hastings oh now mother do let a fellow breathe i've stayed poked up here until i'm ready to fly and he's just as cute as he can be ring the bell dora dora obeyed and in a very few minutes thereafter toad was ushered into the elegance of mrs hastings's sitting-room you sick he said pausing in his work of gazing eagerly about him to bestow a pitying glance on pliny's pale face jolly that's awful stupid work ain't it what's the matter i should think it was pliny answered laughing a little though at toad's tone i've a confounded sick headache that's what's the matter pliny mrs hastings said rebukingly oh bother mother excruciating headache then if that suits you better toad have you seen ben to-day not a sign of him couldn't think what had become of you two you're as thick as hops ain't you pliny glanced uneasily at his mother but a summons to the parlor relieved him and the three were left alone 
Dora returned to her writing, and her small fingers glided swiftly over the page. Toad watched her with wondering and admiring eyes. "'Be you writing?' he exclaimed at last. "'Why, yes,' said Dora. "'Don't you see I am?' "'How old be you?' "'I'm eleven years old. You never studied grammar, did you?' "'And you know how to write?' "'Why, yes,' said Dora again, this time laughing merrily. "'I've known how more than a year.' Toad's answer was grave and thoughtful. "'I'm fifteen. "'Are you, though?' said Pliny. "'That's just my age.' "'And can't you write?' questioned Dora. "'Me?' said Toad, growing gleeful over the thought. "'I shouldn't think I could.' "'Aren't you ever going to learn?' "'Never thought of it. Is it fun? No, I don't suppose I'll ever learn. Yes, I will, too.' you learn me, will you? How could I? Do you mean it? Do you truly want to learn? Dear me, I never could teach you. Mama wouldn't allow it. For an answer, Toad stepped boldly forward, deterred by no feeling of impropriety, and looked over the little lady's shoulder at the round, fair letters. What's that? he asked, pointing to the first letter of a sentence. That is T capital T. Why, that's the very first letter of your name. I don't see anything capital about it. It twists around like a snake. What do you curl it all up like that for? Why, that's the way to make it. Mama says I make a very pretty letter T, and it's a capital because, because, oh, Pliny, why is it a capital? Because it is, answered Pliny promptly. Oh, yes answered toad quickly course that's the reason queer we didn't think of it then to dora let's see you snarl that thing around dora quickly and skillfully obeyed do it again and don't go so like lightning how can a fellow tell what you're about so more slowly and again and again was the feat repeated until at last toad seized hold of the pen as he said let me have a dab at the fellow. See if I can draw him. Why, you do it real well. Really and truly he does, Pliny, said the delighted Dora. But do you know there are two T's? she added, turning again to her pupil. One has a cross to it, just so. You make a straight mark with a little crook to it, then you cross it so. Pliny from his sofa chuckled and exclaimed over this explanation. A straight mark with a little crook to it. Oh, ho! But the others were absorbed and bent eagerly over their paper. And thus the horrified Mrs. Hastings found them on her return from the parlor, the offshoot from a cellar rum hole bending his curly head close beside her daughters. She exclaimed in indignant astonishment. Dora Hastings! And eager, innocent Dora hastened to make answer. Mama, he can make the two T's, the capital and the other, you know, and he has them both on this piece of paper. Just see, Mama. Say now, interrupted Toad, I've decided to do them all. You learn me, will you? I'm to come up here every night after this with the seven o'clock mail. 
just you make a letter on a paper for me the big fellow and the little one you know and i'll work at it off and on the next day and have it ready for you at night will you do it come now pliny raised himself on one elbow his face full of interest take a figure toad with your letters figures are a great deal sharper than letters i'll make one a night for you all right said toad i don't mind working in a figure now and then a fellow might need to use em mamma said dora may i i should so love to it would be real teaching you know he is fifteen years old and he don't know how to write and it won't take one little minute of my time oh please yes mamma what could the elegant mrs hastings say what was there to say to so simple original yet so absurd a request still she was annoyed and looked it but she did not speak it and toad was not sensitive to looks or words either for that matter and moved with a brisker more business-like step back to the hotel and some way felt an inch taller for was he not to have a new letter and a figure every evening and did he not know how to make two t's chapter seven